say love is the strongest magnetic force on the planet Earth. But if this is really true, why is love such a complicated subject matter? Welcome to Speaking of Love, the podcast, and I am your host, LaToya. I created this podcast in honor of my dad, who was an acclaimed television broadcast engineer and an award-winning sports radio show host. You see, my dad was an amazing guy who achieved levels of success that most people only dream of. He was a star in the public eye, but behind closed doors, my dad endured private struggles. And on March 2nd, 2020, my dad passed away tragically. And now, life for me will never be the same. So I created this podcast as a platform for spreading love in honor of the greatest man I've ever known. My father, Herman McAlpin Jr. Hello, hello. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to Speaking of Love. My name is LaToya, and I am the host of this podcast. I am so excited to be here today. I have Coach Barb here today to bless my platform with love. I'm so happy to have her here. She's a single mother coming from a rough background, but she refused to fall victim of her circumstances. She has dedicated her life to helping other people, other women achieve greatness. She's a certified professional life coach, and she has written a book called Enough. And today we're here to talk about her amazing accomplishments. We're here to talk about her life. And most importantly, we are here to talk about love. Welcome, Coach Barb. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being here. So talk to me, Barb. Tell me a little bit about you growing up. What was life like for you? Oh. <laughs> um, I'm going to say interesting. Uh, I had a really multifaceted <laughs> life for a kid. Um, I went through, a, I did go through a whole lot of trauma. Um, at the time, I thought that it was normal, so I didn't realize that all the things that I were I was going through wasn't normal, and that it actually was traumatic events over and over and over again until I got a little bit older. And um, what I mean by that is, um, I went through some abandonment, I went through some neglect, I went through some physical abuse, I went through, um, you know, even your parents separating is traumatic on its own um just a, a bunch of things kind of like back to back to back to back but i feel like you know it kind of welded me and shaped me into the woman that i am today and i do not think that i would have as much passion for what i do if i had not gone through those things so i don't say that in you know a regretful tone or anything like that um everything was designed perfectly and everything fell in alignment, and I am so proud of who I am today, and so grateful for the things that I went through, so that hopefully other people don't have to to go through those things. So yeah, life for me. That's wonderful, Barb. Shaky, and but it got better. Wonderful, Barb. And I want to thank you for taking the extra effort to be here today because you had a storm where you live. So you don't have power inside your office and your home right now. And so you've been gracious enough to 
uh, do the interview inside the comfort of your vehicle. So I'm so happy that you're here and I'm just so delighted to learn more about you. Now, I've been on your website and I've read all about you and what you have to offer. And I wanna know, you've written this book called Enough. Talk to me a little bit about the book and where the inspiration for writing the book came from. Okay, so for a while, like I said, I, I went through a lot of different things growing up. And for a while, um, a lot of people, like a lot of my friends and things like that, or certain people that have heard parts of my story were like, you should write a book. You should write a book. And I'm just kind of like, whatever. What I need is a reality show because this stuff's still going on. Like, I need some cameras following me around because people wouldn't believe, you know, the type of stuff unless they seen it. And um, so I really, it was always a thought in my mind and I didn't really take serious until I went to therapy for the first time. And I went to therapy because I kind of just was, um, feeling like I wasn't satisfied with life or I didn't know, you know, what my purpose was. I knew I had a purpose, but I didn't know what my purpose was. I didn't feel like I was being fulfilled. And I, you know, I went to my therapist and I told her like, you know, I'm just not, I'm not happy. Like, I feel like it's more to life than what I'm doing right now. And, um, she asked me about my story. So I told her a little bit about my story growing up and she just stared at me and she was like, wow. And as a therapist, you would think like, you know, I know you've heard it all. So for me to get that silence from her and for her to just say, wow. And then she actually asked me, like, have you thought about writing a book? And I'm like, no, because like I said, I thought a lot of this stuff, you know, was normal. It took over time. I realized that a lot of it isn't normal. Um, so that, that really kind of gave me a more of a push. And then um, becoming a life coach, once I got certified, the coach that I actually got certified through um, used to help people give birth to their stories. They call her the midwife. And what she does is she help people, she helps people write and self-publishes a book. So me knowing this, I get certified and it, you know, it's just clicking even more for me. Like, okay, maybe I really do need to, to write this book. And then she had a last call. You know, if you want to write a story, you want to self-publish your own book, um, this is my last call. I'm going to do an intensive. I believe it was like a maybe a six-week intensive. And, you know, so I'm like, it was meant to be. Like, I have to mm -hmm. finally do this. And um, so I did. I took the class. I took the intensive. And I wrote the book. And then, tragically, I got ready to send it to my editor. And somehow, the whole thing erased. My whole ah. book erased the whole everything just like everything and i had it saved in multiple documents and they were all gone and so wow. i stayed for a while and this is after i had already sent out you know my link for people to pre-order and everything um literally i was literally almost done with the process and i had a, a choice and i said you know i can tell everybody you can get your money back if you already pre-ordered the book or i can rewrite it and while i started rewriting it i chose to rewrite it um because I really felt like it can help people. And, you know, I wasn't writing, I never was writing the book for me. So I chose to rewrite it. And what I noticed as I was rewriting is that this second um, copy, the second edition is way more powerful than the first one. So the first story was just kind of like, oh, well, this happened to me and this happened to me and this happened to me. But as I started to write and I started to heal myself, because that's part of what happens in that process. Um, when you go back and you relive those things is I started to notice um, a lot of my growth, a lot of the different 
mindset, the change in mindset um, from what I had back then to what I have now. And I began to take accountability for the things that I was experiencing because things don't just happen to us. We experience things and based on our mindset and our beliefs and, you know, what we believe about ourselves and things like that, it affects our experience, you know, the way the experience is for us. And that's why, you know, two different people can go through the same experience and they can have two totally different opinions on, you know, what it was like. And so as I started to rewrite everything and I started to heal more, I started to take a lot more accountability, you know, for the things that did happen and things that I did experience. And I, you know, I think it was just kind of like a blessing in disguise. So granted, it'll take a little bit longer, um, for the book to come out and I don't know I just think that it's going to be so much more packed with stuff and good information so I think that it actually had to happen for me to get this book out and have it the way that I really wanted it to be so what is your what was the intention behind writing your book when a person reads your book what do you want to accomplish what do you want them to walk away from having a different experience from reading your book? What is that experience you want to provide for them? Um, like I mentioned before, I want them to be able to understand and see how their mindset and the beliefs that they have about themselves can affect their experience going through certain things. It can affect their choices, which ultimately will affect their life. I want them to be able to know that it's possible to make it and to thrive and to be living your best life no matter what you've been through um i want to encourage some people to love themselves earlier on so that they don't even have to make it you know have to go through half of the things that i went through just from lack of self-love um i want people to learn how to properly love themselves because it's easy for people to just say oh you know you should love yourself and you have to practice self-care and self-love and take your bubble baths and have some me time but self-love is a lot deeper than that and it I want is. to see you know what that really means and what it can do for you because at the end of the day it's the foundation of everything that you are the way you view yourself, the way you love yourself is going to affect so much. And if I can help somebody, even just one person, you know, not make some of the same mistakes that I make from that lack of self-love, then great. If I could show people how to properly love themselves, then that's wonderful. And, you know, and to just share my story so people, that, so people who have been through the things that I've been through know that they're not alone. So okay. those are the main things. Now, Barb, your book is called Enough. What is the significance behind the title Enough? So it actually has kind of two multiple meanings. The first obviously being because the subtitle is The Love You Crave May Be Your Own. So enough is really signifying I'm good enough. I'm great enough. I'm pretty enough. I'm strong enough. I'm, you know, I'm just enough, period. And the other part of it is kind of like when you, you've had enough and you're ready to, to change your life. Like, mm -hmm. okay, I had enough of living like this. This is not how I wanted to be. And that was kind of the mindset that I had when I went to visit my therapist for the first time, which is um kind of how the book opens up. And then I start telling my story. Um, I just, I just knew that it was more to life than, you know, what they say, just paying bills and dying. <laughs> like, it yeah. has to be enough. So, one, in order for you to make a change, you have to have had enough. 
you have to be you have to be ready and willing to put in the work and ready to change your life and then the second part like i said is that you're already good enough before you're even born you're great enough. It's something that you have inside of you that you were born with that was meant for the world and nobody else has that but you. So I think, you know, once people understand that, that'll give them a, a level up fast. Now, Barb, you've mentioned that you actually had to write this book twice. The first time everything was lost, you had to start over. But you're realizing that in that second process, you're creating a more profound, more in-depth book. What did you learn about yourself throughout the whole course of writing this book? I learned, I learned a lot about myself. Um, like, I, like I said before, definitely, the, I think the mindset change was huge for me to, to learn how my mindset affected different things that I went through. Not only that, um, I think learning that I, I was enough back then I always been enough mm -hmm. so I was able to see that um I'm able to see that uh how do I want to word this a lot of the things that I've been through is very um prominent for for our kind of people so a lot of the things that I experienced, I feel like there are a whole lot of other people that are experiencing the same things. Um, maybe not all together, you know, maybe not each event, but mm -hmm. um, that I'm definitely not alone, as alone as I thought I was in experiencing those things. There's a lot of people, um, I talked, I said um, earlier, I'm sorry, on my, on my page that we are in the middle of sexual abuse month sexual awareness, sexual assault awareness month. And um, I did realize that a lot of the experience that I had with that is similar to a lot of other people. And I think a lot of people are suffering in silence and blaming themselves for it. And so me going back and realizing that um, on one end, I wasn't always the victim. I had to take accountability for some of the things that I have, but I was also blaming myself for things that I should not have been blaming myself for, if that makes sense. So mm -hmm. I, um, you know, learned that one, I wasn't always the victim and two, that sometimes I was taking fault for things that weren't my fault, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. Now in writing the book, what do you love most about this book? Is there a special chapter? Is what part of this book really resonates with you and really is the most profound part of the book? Can you reveal that to us? It's hard to say which part of the book is most profound because I think it's going to reach people in different ways. Uh, mm -hmm. it, it would depend on, you know, you and what you've been through. But I, I know that my favorite thing about the book is the authenticity, being honest, as honest and open and raw as, as it is. Um, and the first time I didn't do that because I wanted to write a book and I wanted people to see me how I wanted them to see me. Um, but the second time, I'm like, no, you know, because people can't relate to that. How can they relate to that if you're still holding up a mask? And what's the point of writing a book about your life if you're not going to be real? So I think my favorite thing about the book is how honest I am, um, mm -hmm. you know, being honest with myself and being honest with, with my audience. So, Barb, where did your strength come from? As I'm sitting here and I'm interviewing you and we're talking and I mean, even your strength to come out today 
considering the fact that your power is out in your home and you've made a made a, a effort to go into your vehicle and we're having this interview you're a very determined woman when you set your mind to do something you're going to do it where does that strength come from uh, ultimately it comes from within um, i think it comes from the god in me when you know he tells you to do something or when you have an assignment and you're obedient it's a little bit easier to, to stick through with it when you know that it's a greater purpose. So me knowing that everything that I'm doing is for a greater overall purpose um, strengthens me. My kids definitely, definitely motivate me. You know, I tell my daughter all the time, like you saved my life. Like you really slowed me down and you saved my life. And she's nine and she's like, how, what are you talking about? And I'm like, you'll understand when you're older, maybe when you, when you read the book. But I think you literally saved my life. And then I feel like my son changed my life. So they inspire me a whole lot because what I want for them is even stronger than what I want for myself sometimes. And so I know that in order to show them that, that, you know, all these things are possible or to even give them an environment where they're secure enough to go after their dreams, um, I have to be the first one to do it. Mm -hmm. especially as a single mother, because I'm, I'm the first and last person they're seeing. And definitely during this pandemic, like they are in my face all day long. So yeah. I make sure that everything that I'm showing them is um, putting them in a good space so that they can, you know, live their best lives when they get older and they can have that security and that freedom to do so. Yes. That is so important to lead a great example for your children because uh, family is the first community of life and you're that first example that they're going to need in order to go out into the world and and be productive. Absolutely. Now, if there is someone listening or watching right now and they've had some things happen to them in their lives that may not all be pleasant and they're considering writing a book like you have written, your book is called Enough if they are contemplating doing this, but they might be afraid to step out and show their greatness, what advice would you give someone who's struggling to get out there and have their voice be heard? When you are scared, do it anyway. Even if you're doing it and you're scared the whole time while you're doing it. Even if you're scared while you're pressing sin. Even if you're nervous while you're writing, because it's so much healing in it. It's so much healing and getting it out. And you, you're able to reflect like that, I think is, you know, this was always the strongest thing for me in this is being able to reflect and see how far I came. Like it was stuff that I didn't even realize until I went back and, you know, I looked at some of my old journals and things like that, that I'm doing the very things that I said I wanted to do way long ago, you know, without even realizing it. I had crushed so many goals, so many goals without even knowing it. Um, just off of reflecting alone, I'm able to see that. And by me able to, being able to see how far I've come, now I have a better idea of how far I can go. So even I'm, I'm nervous too about putting my, you know, my business out there, my story out there. But like I said, it's for the greater good. So even if you are nervous about it, do it anyway. I would say if you're nervous about it, um, that's even more of a reason to do it. Because mm -hmm. you are not alone. Trust me. No matter, there's nothing that you've been through that is not another person on this earth that haven't been through something similar. And you never know who you can touch um, by just sharing your story. And it helps yeah. as well. Yes, you're so right. Every other people can definitely benefit from hearing your story, from learning from 
your experiences. And that's really what we're here for. We're all put on this earth to help one another, to help each other evolve and help each other grow. And that's definitely what you have done. So um, Barb, when it comes to helping other women, why did you choose to focus more so on helping women as opposed to maybe men? So, um, I, and I think most life coaches, especially if you're a good life coach, you have this this passion inside of you to want to help people in general. And you want to help everybody. And you want to help everybody with everything. But as a professional, you have to, to niche down. And what I mean by that is you have to do what you know the best. I want to help men. Of course, I, you know, I want to help men. And I want to help all of these people. But... I don't have the same exact experience as them, which means I don't have the knowledge to get through things and I don't want to mislead people. So what I want to do is while I want to help everyone, I need to make sure that I'm helping people with great intention. Um, I mean, with good intention behind it, but strategically um, helping people and staying within my specialty where I have the most knowledge. So I know how it feels to be um, a single mother um, raising kids. And I actually wanted to only help single mothers at first. But what I found out is a lot of moms, when you're a mother, you're a mother, period. And so a lot of moms, even moms that were married, were having the same similar issues and balancing their lives and reaching their personal goals and trying to be a full-time mom. Because once you're a mom, you're a full-time mom automatically. And trying to, you know, be that full-time mom and still be a good mom, but still, you know, manage their lives. And so I know how it feels to go through that. I know how it feels to come from a rough background and have to do it on my own. So I feel like that's where my specialty is. And that's where I can help people the most. Because mm -hmm. when I focus on where I can help people the most, I can help them better. As opposed to me just trying to take everybody on, then they're only going to get, you know, little bits and pieces here and there. But I'm happy to refer you to somebody um, that I know before I just try to take take it on myself and knowing that that's not my specific specialty if I stick with my specific specialty and as I get older and I grow and I you know obtain more knowledge I'll be able to help a, a wider variety of people because I'll be experienced on different things but right yeah. now I'm sticking to you know what I know for sure I'm sticking to a plan that I know that I know works and I'm helping people in that way Yes, and I and I so appreciate you um, answering that question for me in that way because oftentimes people want so much from us. I know for myself, I'm an artist, and I get people who reach out to me and they say, "Hey, do you know how to do this? Can you make that? Can you do? You should try this. You should try that." And no, I have to stick with what I'm comfortable with. Number one. I have to stick with what I know is going to produce the best results, and that's going to reflect who. I am on the inside with my work. So with your work, it's the exact same thing. You want to stick in an area where, number one, you're familiar, and number two, it'll have the most impact. So I am so happy that you're doing this and that you've narrowed it down to exactly what you're good at. That way, your audience and your the people that you're helping will get the best part of you. Does that make sense? Exactly. That does. That's exactly what I meant. And you know where I'm the most passionate about as well, um, because most of my passion is there. Like I said, I have a passion mm -hmm. to help everybody. I want to help everybody do everything. And, you know, I want everybody to just live happy, peaceful lives. But um, I have a, a special place in my heart for mothers, because, like I said, I know what it's yes. like. <laughs> 
Yes, definitely. And being a mom is such a sacred gift. And a lot of times women, we get frustrated with our kids at times, but we really, that those are the moments when we have to step back and say, this is a gift. You know, God gave me this child and I honor being a parent. You have to be because it's, it's yeah. not easy, but we're the most important important creatures <laughs> on we the planet are. <laughs> we are we, we're the givers of life and i know um it is frustrating a lot of times mm-hmm. um through each stage when they're babies and they're crying all the time it's frustrating when they're toddlers and they're into everything it's frustrating when they get older and start having their own opinions and getting attitudes back that's frustrating but what i learned to do is when i get the most frustrated is to take a step back and ask myself why is this making me so frustrated why is this mm-hmm. making me so angry? What's going mm-hmm. on with me? Because that's where it really is. What's going on with me that's making me feel this way? And that's helped me a lot. Um, not only deal with my children better, but learn more about myself. Mm-hmm. I remember not too long ago, I had a friend who would, um, you know, she always talked to her son and she was just like, no, baby, it's okay. And baby this and baby that. And I just used to be like, oh my God, like, why is she babying him so much? And then one day I was on my way to work and I realized it was a little bit of jealousy in that because I asked myself, like, why does that bother you so much? Why do you care so much about the way she's talking to her son? And I was like, it's because that's something that I was lacking. You know, nobody talked to me like that when I was little and that's why it's bothering me. So I was able to take that and, and for one, like I said, be honest with myself, check myself and then use that to move forward. So now, now I talk to my son the same way. (laughs) You know, with with that love, that same kind of love that I said I was looking for. Yes. And children need that. You know, we don't realize how as an adult, you know, children have, they have a voice that needs to be heard. We need to be patient with them and listen to them because they're little people who are going to grow up someday and become adults. And you don't want them to struggle through life because of a lack of love. And I know working in schools for many years, a lot of times when children had behavior problems or academic deficits, a lot of it, it comes from a lack of love somewhere at home and in their lives. But speaking on the subject of love, my podcast is called Speaking of Love. This podcast is dedicated to the memory of my father who was involved in a murder-suicide in 2020. He killed his wife moments before taking his own life. And my father was a radio show host many years ago. And his radio show was called Speaking of Sports. So I f- took, oh. I adopted the name Speaking of Love on to honor him. And so when people come on my podcast, the million dollar question that I always ask every guest is how do you define love? And that's my question to you right now, Barb. Love is the thing that makes all things beautiful. And I want to know, how do you, what is your definition of love? My definition of love. I think that love is synonymous with God and all things good. But it's so many other things. It is so many other things. And it's um, one of those words where it's, it's a verb. It's a noun. It's an adjective. Like, it's so many things. But, but ultimately... I would say it's, it's synonymous with, with God yes, you know, and, and all things good. So that's, that's what yeah. love is to me. 
Yes, yes. And I love asking that question because everyone's answer is different. There's no right or wrong answer. And I just love hearing the different perspectives from people on my favorite subject, which is love. So Barb, what's next for you? You've written this amazing book, Enough. You're helping people. You're a certified life coach. You've dedicated your life to helping women, specifically mothers. What's next for you? What's on the horizon? What can we expect from you in the near future? So immediately, like in the immediate future, I do have um, a couple things going on. Um, just this week, if you guys just want to see more of me because you love me so much. <laughs> I have another interview with my coach, uh, Coach Robbins from ZCI Academy. And that is on Tuesday. This Sunday, I'll be on the game show Trap Wars. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but I was able to be on it last month. They promote black businesses, and it's kind of a game of, um, I don't know if you ever played Taboo. It's similar to that. So what they have is a lot of words from um, black culture, and you have to try to make your audience say a word, but they have certain words that you can't say um, to try and get them to guess that word. So it's really fun, and um, like I said, they do promote black businesses as well so i love that and i will be on that on sunday at four so that's tomorrow tomorrow at four and then tuesday i have the interview with uh, my coach i also have in july i'm going to launch my travel channel because i do a lot of traveling with my kids and so i am going to launch my youtube channel um, it'll be a vlog about you know a lifestyle vlog about us traveling with the children and then that's in July. And then coming up in October, I will be doing a piece at a coaches conference. Um, and then my program, Mama, You Are Enough, which is going to be a group coaching program, will start in January. So I'll be doing that. As well as, like I said, I'm constantly feeding myself with new information and learning new things so that, like I said, I can expand Um the variety of people that I help and I hope soon to, you know, be able to help more people. But like I said, still keeping it down so much to a certain extent so that I can give people the best of me and the most of me. So that is so wonderful. Yes, you have so many great things going on. This is wonderful, Barb. And I just want to acknowledge the fact that you're wearing a shirt right now that says love wins. Can you? Yes. yes. Oh, my God. That is so appropriate for today. I love it. I love it. Oh, my God. I love it. That was so thoughtful and so kind of you. That is beautiful. Bar, uh, can you give me give me your website, Barb, and I'm gonna type it in the comments here so that people can reach out to you. What's your website? It is bmarcello.com. That's b m a r c e l o. dot com. Okay, barbmarcello.com. Her website is www.bmarcello.com. Bmarcello.com. Yes. Wonderful. Barb, I have one last question before I let you go. Before I let you go, is there anything that you else that you would like to speak about today? Uh, I just want to remind everybody in, in the essence of the show to do all things through love. Everything that you do before you make a decision, before you let something come out of your mouth, just think about think about it and ask yourself, am I doing this through love? Especially those hard decisions that you have to make. Just think about it and say, am I doing this out of love? And if the answer is yes, go for it. Go for it and do it. That's wonderful. Barb, when your mission on earth is complete and your life is over, 
what do you most want to be remembered for? What legacy are you leaving behind? I want to be, not I want to be, I'm going to be one of the women that changed the world. Aww. And I know it's, you know, it takes, it takes a whole lot of people, but I definitely will be one of those women who helped to change the world, to make the world a lot different than what it is now. Oh, thank you, Barb. That is so beautiful. Thank you. thank you so much for blessing my platform today. It has been a privilege and an honor, honestly, to speak with you. This podcast is very sacred to me and what we've done today, it really means a lot. I'm not just here to talk and have my face shown. This really, really, really means the world to me. And I thank you so much for being here. Absolutely. This was my 48th episode. I've been, this is my 48th episode. I can't believe it. And wow. I'm so happy that I've had you here. And also I want to give a thank you to Monique Grant. She's watching right now. She, she loves our comments. <laughs> she, uh, she left the message for you. It says, get it coach Barb, get it. <laughs> so, thank Monique. You, Monique. I thank Monique because she's the reason that you and I connected. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, she was on my podcast a couple weeks ago, and I am just so thankful for her. She has really put me in touch with some wonderful people like yourself, and I'm so grateful. So thank you all so much for tuning in today. This concludes my 48th episode of Speaking of Love, the podcast. This podcast can be aired on YouTube, Facebook, and then I am also going to upload it to all of the major podcast directories, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, places like that will be available. And I will be back here next Saturday at 12 o'clock noon Eastern Standard Time for another episode of Speaking of Love. Thank you so much, Barb. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.